Greetings, thanks to God. This is Pastor Montevesta of the Cedar Grove Church, and we welcome you back to the Cedar Grove Church here in beautiful Harpersboro, Tennessee. We're grateful to God that the Spirit of the Lord has led you this way, that you may come and share and be a part of what the Lord is doing in this season. I don't know about you, but even in the midst of all the chaos and confusion that we see in our country and even in our world, I want to let you know that Christ is still on the throne. He's still sitting up high and looking down low. And he's still blessing. He's still meeting the needs of all of his people. So I don't know about you, but I'm grateful to God today. I thank him for all the great things he's continuing to do in the earth. Speaking of thankfulness, I thank God for you that have been tuning in on a weekly basis, uh, sharing your time. I thank God for each and every one of you that have been sharing your treasure to sow good seed into the kingdom. Ministry is still going forth. We're still meeting the needs of God's people. And it's only because of you, because of your generous heart, because of Christ, uh, the light that is shining inside of you. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I would encourage you to continue because somebody knows you can't be God's given no matter how hard you try. So we're grateful to God for that. And speaking of grateful, I want to say congratulations to, to all of our 2020 graduates. Amen. The class of 2020, yes. Thank God for each and every one of you. And I pray God's blessings upon you as you transition to the next chapters of the pages of your life. I just want to remind you, Matthew 6 and 34, that as you seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, that all of these things shall be added unto you. But we congratulate you, we celebrate you, we thank God for each and every one of you. And there is a word from heaven that I would love to share with you today. I want to call your attention to the book of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 5, 2 Kings chapter 5. Uh, verses 1 through 19 will be our focus and our foundation. 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 through 19. But just for the benefit of brevity, I just want to lift up just a few verses there. Amen. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 5, uh, verses 1 through 19. But I want to lift up just verses 9 uh, through 12. 9 through 12. So if you're at home, get your Bibles, get your family. Yes, look, we get to go into the Word. We're going into the Word. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 5, beginning at verse number 9, the New King James translation reads as follows. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elijah's house. Verse 10, and Elijah sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Verse 11. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. And are not the abandoned and far, far apart the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean. So he turned and went away in a rage. Amen. Uh, I'm getting ready to pray, but the Lord and I want to minister from the subject today. Don't despise the process. Don't despise the process. Let us pray. Precious Lord, once again, we praise you. We thank you, O oh God, for this day. This is the day that you have made. And once again, Lord, we're rejoicing. We make the choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for all that you've assembled to allow this moment in time to take place. And Lord God, even though the storm may be raging out, Lord God, we thank you today.
that you are the captain of every storm. You can speak peace and say be still in any second. So Lord, we ask now that you would come into this place, that you would minister through the word. I thank you for proper preparation. But Lord, you are the final order. Take out what needs to be taken out. Put in what needs to be put in so that you may minister to your people. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Send them all this matchless and mighty name of Jesus. We do ask it all. Somebody loves him. Say amen. 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 Again, don't despise the process. Today, the Lord and I want to start a three-part series called Giants Do Fall. Amen. Giants do fall. Hallelujah. And some of you understand that giants are always part of the process. Anytime God gets ready to deliver his people, anytime God gets ready to promote his people, uh, we often face big obstacles. Obstacles that must be confronted and conquered before we can possess what God has promised. Uh, these big obstacles I like to call giants. Amen. And some of you understand by reading your Bible that uh, giants are always between the promise and the provision of God. Uh, you understand the 12 spies, that Joshua, Caleb, that went out and spied out the promised land. Uh, they came back, uh, 10 of them, with a negative report saying we look like grasshoppers. And two, Joshua and Caleb said, you know what, uh, 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 we can take the land. In other words, there were giants in the land. There were giants between the promise and the provision. Amen. Uh, giants were in the land. Hallelujah. Some of you understand the Bible speaks also of giants. Uh, you remember the famous story around in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16, or excuse me, 1 Samuel chapter 17 in your Bible. Well, it was David and Goliath. Uh, uh, David appeared, appeared to be uh, ill-equipped before a big foe uh, who had a history of defeating all of his previous uh, people that had come up before him. But uh, you'll understand today, I want to let you know that giants do fall. And even in our country, we understand that we're facing some giants. Uh, we got a giant disease, we got giant division, we got giant unemployment that's uh, looking like a giant depression. But can I just remind you again that giants do fall. And in the midst of giants falling, I want to remind you today that don't despise the process. Amen. Uh, don't despise the process. In other words, sometimes God does it instantly. Uh, God has a way of healing instantly. Some of you understand that he uses the, the word immediately and straightway uh, over 40 times in the book of Mark where God instantly heals situation. Amen. Uh, but sometimes God does not choose to do it instantly. Sometimes he chooses to use a process. Uh, he chooses to use a process. Can I go deeper today? Uh, the process. Some of you remember the process with Joshua. Joshua, when he was facing the walls of Jericho, he had to walk around the walls of the city. Hallelujah. Six times and then on the seventh time around, they shouted and the walls didn't come down. God used a process. Uh, some of you remember the blind man who was by the pool. Hallelujah. Who uh, had, uh, was blind all these years. And God took a spittle and made clay and put it on the man's eyes and told him to go dip in the pool of Salaam. And as you dipped, you shall be made whole. You shall be able to see. God used a process. And some of you remember the story of the persistent widow who was standing before an unjust judge. Uh, and the first time that she prayed, uh, the first time she called on the name of the Lord, 
Lord. The first time didn't fix it, but as she continued to pray, as because of her continual coming, uh, God used her persistence. He continued to use her prayers, and God used a process to heal her area where she was hurting. And I just want to let you know today that as we face today's fears and concerns, that God often uses a process. Amen. And we want me to remind you to don't despise the process. Amen. Don't despise the process. That brings me to our text today here in the book of 2 Kings chapter 5. Because uh, here, once again, God is using a process to heal a situation. I want to introduce to some and present to others a mighty man of valor named Naaman. Amen, amen. Whom God used a process to bring about the healing in Naaman's life, the healing that he was so needing. So you understand Naaman, yes, Lord. He was uh, a mighty man of valor. He was one who was, uh, according to some theologians, he was second in charge, second in command. He was one that uh, had won many a battle for the Syrian army. And some of you understand that the Syrians were enemies of the children of Israel during the time. Yes, Lord. Uh, Naaman had done many a great thing, but Naaman needed a healing. Naaman had a situation that he was dealing with. And some of you know the story. Uh, he went to go see the priest, and the priest told him to go dip in the Jordan seven times. And as he went and dipped seven times, yes, Lord, uh, he was able to be healed. In other words, his, his skin became uh, new like a baby's. Amen. His skin, uh, skin became cleansed of his condition. And I just want to let you know today that God often uses a process. And as we talk through this thing today, because um, some of you have heard the story a number of times, and you know the old school preacher, he said about the seventh time around, Naaman uh, uh, was able to be cleansed. And I was tempted today, yes, Lord, to, to go through those seven steps. But God has given some seven steps as we look at our situation and the conditions that we need healing from. That we can go through this process, yes, Lord, and as we go through the text, go through this process, and we can get the healing uh, that God desires for us as his children to have. Can we go deeper today? Amen, amen. Uh, step number one as we go through this process is properly identify the problem. Properly identify the problem. Amen. I'm in verse number one. The Bible says, now name it commander of the army of the king of Syria was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. Uh, by him, uh, his Lord had given him the victory to Syria, and he was a mighty man of valor. Amen, amen. He was a mighty man of valor. Again, Naaman had done great things. Uh, he had conquered, he had controlled, he had done a number of things. In other words, he had a very impressive resume. He was a mighty man of valor. But the big clause of that first verse says, but mm, he was a leper. Amen. And I don't know about you, but some of you understand the meaning of but. Some of you have been to a, a sing conjunction, junction, what's your function? You remember the Saturday morning cartoons. And, and but is a contrasting conjunction that says, you know what, we got some great things in the beginning of the sentence. But uh, when you see that contrasting conjunction, you understand there's some ugly things after that. Yes, although Naaman had a wonderful resume. The Bible says, but he was a leper. And uh, he was a leper. In other words, he had some beauty going on, but there was also a burden that was going on in his life. Uh, Naaman, uh, although he had conquered, although he had uh, been in a situation where God had used him mightily, yes, Lord, to do some great things, yes, Lord, he had a but 
in his life. He had a situation that was contrasting to what you see. And I'm looking at even America, even today. We got some beautiful things. And there's no other country I'd rather be in but in America. But we have some situations. We have some, some things that we must uh, do like Naaman did right here, properly identify the problem. Uh, you've got to understand exactly what you're dealing with. And Naaman here, his problem was leprosy. Uh, properly identified the problem. Yes, Lord, he was a leper. He was one that had a disease that attacked the self-contagious tissues of the skin, leprosy. And some of you understand leprosy and, and all of that behind it. Yes, Lord, leprosy, uh, in the later stages of leprosy, uh, your ear would fall off or your toes would rub off. Uh, uh, leprosy was a situation that was highly contagious. Yes, Lord. And, and because of leprosy, uh, Deuteronomy tells us that we had to wear certain things. We couldn't be around certain people. He had to practice some social distancing. Uh, and although Naaman had done all of these great things, he was still a leper. In other words, you had to properly identify the problem. And I just believe today, in order for us to deal with some things, in order for us to go where God has called us uh, to go, we have to properly identify the problem. We got to identify, confront, and conquer the problem. I believe that with all of my heart because you understand that you can't conquer what you don't confront. And you can't confront what you don't identify. And I know a lot of people are trying to say that we don't have a problem. Yes, Lord. Uh, a lot of people are trying to uh, ignore problems, but you got to properly identify the problem. Naaman didn't sit there and say, you know what, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm, I'm okay. No, he understood that even in the midst of all of that was going on, he understood that he was a leper. Uh, he understood that even after he come back from that, taking off his uniform, uh, he would still have to look at the ugliness of his situation and say, you know what, I have to do something about that. Amen. But I want to let you know that although he had a giant problem, because understanding this, uh, his problem was leprosy. Leprosy was something that nobody got over today. Amen. If you had leprosy in biblical days, it was uh, it was just like having a deadly disease. Uh, he had a giant problem in his life. But I want to remind you today that giants do fall. Can we go deeper today? Amen. Amen. So after you properly identify the problem, number two, you must be open to unusual allies. Open to unusual allies. Because the Bible says right here in verse number two, a Syrian uh, uh, and the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back a captive young girl uh, from the land, check this, of Israel, and she waited on Naaman's wife. Hallelujah. Naaman uh, was open to unusual allies. Uh, some of you know the history of the text, and you understand that the Syrians were actually the enemies of the children of Israel. Uh, they didn't like one another. These raids that Naaman had gone on, he was actually conquering uh, often uh, the children of Israel himself. And as a consequence of this conquering, he had brought back a slave girl who was part of, that was now being held captive in Naaman's house, uh, held captive in Naaman's house. And as a matter of fact, this slave girl was uh, 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 was one who was one that would, would wait on Naaman's wife. Yes, Lord, uh, an unusual ally. But in the midst of all of that, the Bible said that this unusual ally, this slave girl, yes, 
uh, she was sitting there, and although they, uh, the Syrians and the children of Israel didn't get along with one another, she was the one that brought about the solution. She was the one that was able to connect uh, uh, Naaman to get him from his problem uh, to the problem solver. Yes, Lord, she was a child of the king. She was a child of Israel. And I want to let you know today, there are times that we got to connect and be open to some unusual allies. I believe with all of my heart that every cop is not crooked. I knew I'd do some likes right there. Yes, Lord. Every cop is not crooked. I believe today that, you know what, we need protesters as well as police. Amen. Uh, uh, there are times when we need to negotiate. There are times when we need to come to the table and, and find some common ground. Yes, Lord. I don't believe that everybody is 100% wrong. I don't believe that uh, another group of both are 100% right. I just believe today that if you are just like this child, like this girl in this story, yes, Lord, she was a body, part of the body of believers. She was uh, one who was from the land of Israel. In other words, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, yes, Lord, if you're willing to stand on the principles of God, I believe that we can come together and be what God has called us to be. I believe that we can come together and do what God has called us to do. Amen. I believe that we can conquer any giant that stands before us, but we have to be open to some unusual allies. Yes, Lord. So, Naaman and this slave girl, yes, Lord, they came together. And then point number three, uh, uh, after he properly identified the problem, uh, after he was open to unusual allies. Number three, uh, God is calling us to share the compassion of Christ. Share the compassion of Christ. I'm in verse number three. The Bible says, and she said mm, to her mistress, if only my master uh, were with the prophets who is in Syria, Samaria, he would heal him of his leprosy. Amen. 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 Share the compassion of Christ. Because believe it or not, yes, Lord, Naaman who had this ugly disease, yes, Lord, it was actually the slave girl uh, who had enough compassion in her heart that she actually made the recommendation uh, that her master, the one that had taken her captive, the one that made her a slave in his house, uh, she came up with a solution to say that if only my master, uh, uh, if only Naaman would be connected to this prophet that I'm aware of, who's in the land of Israel, he could be healed from his disease. In other words, she shared the compassion of Christ. And believe it or not, as children of God, God wants us to have compassion. Yes, Lord. Uh, she would be an unlikely ally, but, but even in the midst of that, she has so much Christ inside of her that even in an unlikely, unusual situation, although that she was a slave, and yes, Lord, she was forced to do some things that were not appealing to her flesh. Yes, Lord, she was still an unlikely ally. She had enough compassion uh, for the uh, hurting and the hunger of her master. Yes, Lord, that she said, if he would only go and see the prophet who is in Israel, yes, Lord, he would heal them. And believe it not, my brothers and my sisters, yes, Lord, uh, uh, that's how I know she's part of the body of Christ. Yes, Lord, the Bible says in verse 2 that she was part of the children of Israel. And that's how we know that we are part of the body of Christ today is because we have compassion. We ministered on that last Sunday. We talked about the parable of the Good Samaritan. Yes, Lord, when we found some people that were on the road who had had, had some uh, a bad situation. But because somebody, uh, a Good Samaritan came by and had compassion, he was 
able to pick this guy up and, and take him to where God would have him to go. And I just believe today that God is looking for some people uh, that would share the compassion of Christ. And this girl right here, I, I don't know her name, but I like her today because of what the situation was. She didn't have a, a quid pro quo. In other words, uh, she wasn't doing it because she, uh, she got a game a little, she would get a little. You know how some people won't do anything unless they're going to get a blessing immediately in return. Yes, girl, that was not her testimony. Amen. It was not because it was economically beneficial to her and not because it was now politically correct to help out Naaman. Yes, Lord. Uh, she did it just because it was the right thing to do. And I just wonder, do we have enough Christ-like folk in the world today? Yes, Lord. To say, you know what? It doesn't have to benefit me personally. Amen. As a matter of fact, it may cost me personally, but because it is the right thing to do, I'm going to share the compassion of Christ. Amen. And if I share in other words, if I take care of God's business, does anybody know that God will take care of your business? Amen. God would do just what he said he would do. Amen. So this young girl, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, uh, uh, be open to some unusual allies. Uh, number one, properly identify the problem. Number two, be open to unusual allies. And, and number three, share the compassion of Christ. Uh, it was this girl who offered the solution. It was this girl who was a slave, but she offered the solution. And I know some of you are thinking right now, uh, as a matter of fact, if this was you, uh, this would be the end of the story right here. Amen. Uh, if it was you, some people would be saying, you know what, Naaman is in trouble. Uh, Naaman is not going to make it. Amen. But I'm glad today that God is still looking for people who have the compassion of Christ. And even in the situation where she was a slave, she still didn't mind helping Naaman get to the man of God who was able to get him through the process so that he can have the solution that God would have him to have. Amen. So again, share the compassion of Christ. This young girl offers us a solution. Number four, seek and surrender to divine direction. Uh, this process, don't despise the process. Seek and surrender to divine direction. Amen. Uh, the Bible says that Naaman, after she had given him this instruction, Naaman got all of his stuff together, he had gotten his entourage together, and now he was on his way to go seek divine direction. Uh, she was convincing in her story and with her compassion that now Naaman says, you know what, uh, I got a giant in my life. I got a situation I need healing. I got a situation where I need deliverance. And because of that, uh, I'm gonna go and do what this young girl said. He sought divine direction. Uh, so he got his entourage, he got a bunch of clothes, y'all know the story, he got his horses and chariots and, and all of his folk, look like he was coming to America, yes Lord, uh, came to see Elijah, yes Lord, seeking and surrendering to divine direction. In verse number 10, the Bible says, and Elijah, uh, the prophet of God, divine direction, uh, Elijah, uh, the man of God that God used to speak uh, and do many miracles through Elijah, the one who had powerful prayers that God used him mightily uh, to do divine healings and, and to do many uh, a great thing in the earth. Yes, Elijah the prophet, uh, the one who was the predecessor or the, uh, the successor to Elijah, the other miracle-making uh, prophet. Uh, Elijah was the divine direction that uh, this woman had sent Naaman to go see. Yes, Lord. And the Bible says in verse number 10 that Elijah sent a messenger to him saying, go mm, and wash 
in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be made clean. Amen. Divine direction. And I want to talk to my pastor and preacher friends sometimes. Uh, has God ever given you a message uh, that even in your home when you're preparing for it, uh, when God has given you to it, you understand yourself that you're going to have to be real mature to receive the message that you're getting ready to deliver. Amen. But you got to be real mature because believe it or not, uh, everybody is not going to receive what you got to say. Uh, but again, part of the process that we don't need to despise is that we got to seek and surrender to divine direction. Uh, Elijah didn't even come out to see Naaman. Can you imagine Naaman who had all of these people? Naaman who has this wonderful, beautifully decorated resume. Naaman who has conquered and, and killed and, and, and done all these great things. And, and instead of coming out to uh, 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 pray for him, Elijah didn't have an altar call. He didn't lay hands on him. He anointed with oil. Elijah gave him some divine direction. Elijah gave him an unpleasant message. He told Naaman to go and dip and wash into the Jordan seven times. Yes, boys, seven times. And, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Amen. Do you understand that God has a way of doing things that his that are his own way. Amen. His ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Uh, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his uh, thoughts above our thoughts. That's Isaiah. Yes, Lord. Do you, but do you understand that as we hear the word of God and do the word of God, as Jesus said at the end of the Sermon of the Mountain, Matthew chapter 7, uh, that God has a way of doing things that are beyond our expectations, that God has a way uh, of doing, uh, 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 of making a way out of no way. Yes, Lord. And what God is calling us to do in this process uh, is to seek and to surrender to divine direction. Yes, Lord. Uh, seek and to surrender. Amen. God has a way of speaking. His word is a light to our path. His word is a lamp to our feet. And every Sunday, amen, we need to come seeking and ready to surrender to the word of God. And if God said, yeah, I believe it. And guess what? I want to take God and his word. And I just wonder, has anybody gotten to that point in your life, amen, that you come to church? That, that's why you tune in on Sunday morning, yes, Lord, every morning, yes, Lord, every time that you're seeking, ready to surrender to the word of God, that you seek him. Say, Lord, uh, uh, tell me which way I need to go. Tell me what I need to do. And whether it's cutting or healing, whether it's uh, uh, whether I like it or dislike it, Lord, I'm going to surrender to what you have to say. Yes, Lord, seeking and surrendering to divine direction. Elijah told him, uh, if you want to get over your bad situation, uh, if you want this giant condition that you're facing to fall, uh, what you need to do is go and dip into the Jordan seven times, and guess what? You shall be restored, and you shall be cleansed from your condition. And you would think that Naaman said, you know what, God bless you, thank you, uh, I appreciate that wonderful word that you just gave me, and I'm going to do just what you told me to do. Amen. Uh, uh, but that's not Naaman's uh, response. Uh, some of you understand the story. That was not Naaman's response. Amen. Which brings me to my fifth point. It says, uh, and this is what we got to do when we're trying to make our giants fall, and, and when we're in a situation where we don't need to despise the process. Um, number five is to fight through your fleshly frustrations. Let me say that again. Fight through 
your fleshly frustrations. Verses 11 through 13. Because the Bible says, but Naaman hmm, became furious. Uh, and he went away and said to himself, I confess, surely he should have came out to me. Uh, surely he would have came out and just waved his hand or something like that. Surely he would have told me to go to some of the more uh, beautiful, clean, uh, cleaner rivers to do this thing. Yes, Lord. Uh, but he gave Naaman some instructions uh, that Naaman did not like. Uh, 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 so Naaman had to fight through uh, his fleshly frustrations. Amen. Naaman was furious. And I know, I know, I know. Uh, uh, there are times when we, when we see some injustices in the earth. Uh, there are times when we get some direction that uh, is abrasive to our flesh. Uh, uh, there are times when our flesh wants to rise up and do some things, hallelujah, that we know the spirit would not agree with. Amen. Uh, believe it or not, there are times when we want to take a break. Uh, uh, there are times when we want to do some burning. Yes, Lord. Uh, there are times that because you have been through this situation so long, yes, Lord, you don't like the godly direction that God is giving you. Hallelujah. But, but I want to let you know that sometimes the process is not pretty. Amen. Uh, but even in the midst of it, when the process is not pretty, what God wants me to tell you today is do not despise the process. Does anybody know that God is up to something? Yes. Uh, that God is up to something. And, and again, he can heal you instantly, but sometimes God says, you know what? I'm not going to heal this situation instantly. I'm going to take you through the process. Uh, but if you go through the process uh, and you follow divine direction, guess what? If you don't get uh, caught up and frustrated and, and fall out with your blessed frustration, guess what? I'm going to bring you through and do just what I want to do. Does anybody know that God is up to something? Does anybody know that God is sovereign and that he's in control? And there are times, yes, Lord, it don't make sense to your natural mind, but my Bible tells me that we need to trust in the Lord with all our heart. And lean not into our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him, and guess what? He will direct our path. Guess what? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. God will do just that. And this situation, yeah, where we have to say, Lord, I don't want to go for the process. Uh, there's some folks I don't want to work with. Uh, there's some unusual allies that I'd rather tell them and give them a piece of my mind. But, but if you just get to the point, hallelujah, amen, where we can fight through our flesh, that frustration, yes, look, God will do just what he said he would do. Does anybody believe that today? Does anybody believe that today? Hallelujah, yes, Lord. So God said, you know what? that you hadn't received or uh, that you don't want to receive yet. Uh, but I want to let you know today, and I want to let you know uh, that don't despise the process. And the Bible says, you know what? The Bible says that uh, Naaman, uh, the next point, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, I want to let you know that your humility uh, uh, precedes your healing. Yes, Lord, your humility precedes your healing. Uh, the Bible says that in verse number 14, so Naaman, he went. <laughs> Uh, after he had went off, after he had talked to his boys, uh, after he said, you know what, you don't take all of this, uh, he went and he dipped seven times according to the saying of the man of God. And the Bible says that his flesh became as fresh as a little child 
and he was clean. Do you understand that there are some things that God hates? Yes, Lord. And, and one of the things that it says in Proverbs, he talks about the seven deadly sins. One of the things that God hates is even a proud look. Uh, a proud look. Uh, there are times when God is trying to humble us. Uh, there are times when God is telling us to forsake and leave some things behind so he can do what he wants to do. And believe it or not, this is what's necessary. Your humility proceeds your healing. Yes, Lord. Because believe it or not, although Naaman was upset, uh, the Bible says that, you know what? He came to himself. He got to a point where he says, you know what? I'm going, and he dipped. Uh, and he went down, and he dipped seven times. Uh, and he did it uh, not because his flesh wanted to do it, but he did it, catch this, according to the saying of the man of God. And as he did, yes, uh, as he humbled himself, as, as he bowed down and, and, and he followed the instruction that God, the man of God, had told him, yes, Lord, the Bible says that his flesh uh, became as a little child and he was clean. Uh, believe it or not, I just believe today, as I look at the conditions of our society, uh, I wonder, I wonder if uh, there's some things that we need to humble ourselves about. Yes, Lord. As I look at what's going on in the world, uh, I'm wondering if God is pleased with our arrogance in certain situations. Uh, uh, because believe it or not, uh, we all used to display the characteristics of Christ. Yes, Lord. Uh, we, we all have found ourselves in situations where uh, we used to humble ourselves. Yes, Lord. Uh, we want to become servants of the Lord. But, but now we've got to a point where we want to be served by everybody. And we don't want to serve anybody. And I'm just wondering today, one of the reasons why, uh, has God allowed this pandemic, uh, has God allowed this, uh, uh, this, this situation to come into our lives? Because he wants to humble us. And I want to let you know that I believe the truth of his word. Here it is again. 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verse number 14. That if my people, yeah, here it is, who are called by my name, yeah, will humble themselves and pray uh, and seek my face and, and turn, yeah, from their wicked ways, uh, then will I hear from heaven, yeah, I will forgive their sin and, and I will heal the land. Uh, I want to let you know today that God is not pleased with uh, with a heart and thoughts. Uh, God is not pleased with us thinking that we're better than everybody else. Uh, I believe in the words of the great Rodney King. He said, can't we all, yeah, just get along, yeah. Uh, there are times when we have to all come together, uh, lay down our different perspectives and say, Lord, is it right uh, or is it wrong? Uh, because I want to do just what you have asked me to do. I, I want to surrender to divine direction. To walk in the way that you would have me to walk up. I want your words to be my words. I want your thoughts to be my thoughts. I want your ways to be my ways. Because I understand that when I humble myself, yeah, that I will be exalted. And one thing I like about Naaman, yeah, uh, he didn't come in, but he wasn't raised up in church. He was part of the Syrian army. But but I believe that every knee shall bow. I believe that every tongue must confess that Jesus. Lord. And as we surrender to the Savior, yeah, the God I serve uh, has a way of raising us up and putting us on a uh, uh, brand new land. Amen. And this not just like Jesus, uh, that when we were in our situation, uh, uh, when we were sick without leprosy, uh, when we were in a situation that we could not cure ourselves, uh, we were facing our own giant. Uh, that was a man from Galilee, yeah, that came down to, to hang living down on a cross. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. But have everlasting life. And I thank 
God that he cleanses us, yeah. He cleanses us from our leprosy of sin. Uh, uh, and he was just, was just my name. Uh, he bent down just for he didn't mind humbling himself. He washed his father's feet and he was even buried in a barber tomb. Uh, but somebody knows that's not how the story ends. Uh, because on the third day he rose again with all power in his hands. And for those of us that don't mind following in this example. Uh, God is going to do the exact same thing. He will do it as we humble ourselves and follow and surrender to his word, his way, and his will. But I want to let you know today, yes, Lord, that God is calling us not to despise the process because he can do it immediately. Yes, Lord, he can do it immediately. But one thing I've learned about the Lord is that he often uses a process to bring about the healing, the holiness that he desires to, for his people. And my brothers and my sisters, I, the Spirit of the Lord, wanted me to remind you, just like Naaman, that we don't need to despise the process. We need to properly identify the problem. Amen. Properly identify the problem. Hallelujah. Some problems, uh, 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 some problems, yes, Lord, some people have come up with some things and some solutions that really want to help the situation. I, uh, I can go down the list today, uh, but I won't. But, but even in the list, I will say defunding the police. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's a solution myself. Uh, because believe it or not, if somebody breaks into my house, somebody uh, steals my car, guess who I want to call? I want to call the police. I don't believe all police are crooked. And then again, I definitely don't believe all protesters are wrong. I believe God is working all things together for the good of those who love for the call to go into his purpose. I believe God is doing some things. So we have to understand we've got to properly identify the problem. Identify, confront, and conquer it based on some godly direction. Then number two, we need to be open to some unusual allies. Uh, there's some folks that says, you know what, I know we may have had some differences in the past, but I want to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. There was a slave girl that says, you know what, I know the Israelites said it's serious and we've been in war for as long as we can remember. But there is a man of God. There's a prophet of Israel. There's a prophet of Samaria. If you go see him, he'll heal you from your situation. So with that being said, she was one that didn't mind sharing the compassion of Christ. She offered the solution. She was a slave, but she still told her master, go see this man. Hallelujah. And then Naaman, although he was a high man in a high position with authority, with a wonderful righteous resume of conquering and doing a number of great things in the earth. He's, he was one that didn't mind seeking and surrendering to divine direction. He went as a slave girl, yeah, a slave girl. He followed her direction and he went and saw the man of God. And Elijah, his Lord, he gave him a, a word from heaven to tell him what he needed to do to produce the healing that God wanted to do in his life. And even in the midst of all that, it didn't fall on good ground at first. Naaman had to fight through some fleshly frustrations. He had to get in the situation and say, you know what? I know my flesh wants to do this, but I know the Spirit is saying do that. And although I don't want to dip in this nasty situation, I don't want to step into this mess. I, I'd rather stay at home. I'd rather stay out of it. Guess what? If that's what God is calling me to do, then guess what? That's exactly what I'm going to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight through these special frustrations. And 
And then you understand this. Number six, that your humility precedes your gift. He humbled himself. He went down. Yes, Lord. He bowed down. He dipped and got involved. He stepped into a muddy, nasty Jordan River. And he did this through it one time. He went down one time, two times, three times, four times, five times, six times. And I just believe that God didn't heal in any of those times. And I'm just wondering sometimes if he looked and it looked like nothing was changed. Some of us have been involved in the process for a long time. And it looks like nothing has changed. But the Spirit of the Lord reminded us, and wanted to remind you today, don't despise the process. Keep on digging. Keep on listening. Keep on doing what God has called you to do. And believe it or not, he will cleanse us. He will make us whole. He will make us brand new. And then after you have humbled yourself and received your healing, guess what? God wanted me to let you know. Don't forget, don't forget to give God glory. Uh, guess what? Naaman, he, he says, you know what? Because of what God has done for me, Naaman didn't mind praising the Lord. As a matter of fact, God will give you the healing. He got homeless. He got cleansed from his leprosy, that deadly disease, but he got his soul saved. In verse 15, he says, you know what? I want everybody in the world to know that there is a God in Israel. And I'm just wondering today, does anybody know there is a God in Israel? He's healing us, not only naturally, but he's healing us spiritually as well. But we got to do like the name of the day. And I just believe that you have heard this message for a reason. That God has called you to this broadcast for a reason today. Because God has called us all to be a part of a process where we can heal the land. Where we can get healing for the things that are going on naturally as well as get a healing for the things that are going on spiritually. And I just believe today that God wants to make you heal. And I believe he wants to take you even further than that. He wants to make you whole today. He wants to make you brand new body, soul, and spirit. So if you're hearing this message today, and you haven't taken the first step, which is to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to let you know that you can follow the divine direction today. Uh, coming from the preacher, the, the pastor of the Cedar Grove Church, Yes, Lord, God is calling you to step down to humble yourself. Yes, Lord, to cast away your thoughts, uh, to give your life to him. He died for us. We might as well live for him. It's as easy as ABC, except believe and confess. If you're here today, if you're listening to this message for me today, you must accept the fact that you're born a sinner. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God that died for your sins and make that confession with your mind. If you do that, God will make you pray of you. You can begin a new life with him. Get into a Bible-believing church, yes, Lord, and begin to walk in that new life. He'll cleanse you from the leprosy of your soul, the killing of your soul, which is seen. Amen. He'll cleanse you and make you brand new. He's able to do it today. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Well, why don't you go ahead and rejoice? It's all right if you're praising. Yes, Lord. You can praise him at your house today. Go ahead and thank God for his salvation. Thank God for his illness. Yes, Lord. It's all right to praise him. Yes. Yes. Oh, I don't know about you, but it makes me 
worship. Do I have any worship folk out there?